0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 174 of Game Time with Manny. As always, I am here with Matt. Yeah, hello. It's been a big week. In what sense? So many things happened. Oh, I yes. I played Pokemon. I played, I, the news was it wild and interesting again. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Uh, man, I like Pokemon so much. Oh, that's awesome. We're 40 hours in. I did a full work week. Oh my, really? Yeah. See, I didn't play a lot this week. I've just been, like, tired. I don't know. Just meh. I've also been tired, but it's because I've been staying up too late playing Pokemon. That's, that's yeah. No, I, I
1: feel like I just, like, have your syndrome now where, like, I was sleeping fine, but just feeling tired all the time. So. Yeah, which happens mm-hmm. to me. Which, so, where normally it's like I, I get, like three, four hours of sleep, and then I just feel fine. Mm. So maybe I was oversleeping this week. So.
0: Probably. Yeah.
1: Man, three, four hours is fucking crazy. I would be dead. I mean, like, I, it's three hours is rough for me, but, like, usually four to five is what I, I would say I average, so. Yeah. I can make it on three, but, like, by nighttime, I'm pretty, pretty done, so. <laughs>
0: I mean, I guess that's good though. You're supposed to sleep at nighttime. So Yes, you know. yes. But I
1: mean, like, basically after dinner, I just become a zombie at that point. So
0: I gotcha. I gotcha. Uh well, yeah, I mean, I guess we can get into the news. Mm-hmm. The the biggest thing that happened uh was that Sony hit back at Microsoft and said, Hey, guess who else can acquire studios? And they bought Bungie, the fine makers of halo mm-hmm. and destiny i saw I, just just a weird tidbit like i saw all the headlines
1: they're like the owners are the makers of destiny too and i'm like i feel like them being like making halo is a bigger deal but like i don't know
0: yeah i i think that is a bigger deal for the first three um and yeah. just like the big deal of this uh, to me is i think that like bungie is just like they know how to make a first person shooter that feels really good yes yeah and like Halo was the game that basically like like popularized first person shooters on console. So well, and it,
1: it Xbox wouldn't be a thing without Halo.
0: No, yeah, and I th- that that is very interesting, but I, I don't know. This purchase is weird because uh, like obviously after Activision let Bungie go like early because their contract wasn't even up. I don't think they. uh... They became independent and then did a ton of work to make Destiny Two free to play mm-hmm. and just become independent and make it cross play and cross save. Um, so it's one of those things where I Sony would not take that back because it would destroy the entire infrastructure and everything of what they have worked to build for Destiny Two. Uh, so what I was thinking will probably happen with this is like, what if? Uh, obviously they'll just let Destiny 2, they'll let him keep making it, and you know, they'll get the money from that, but because Gorilla now makes Horizon, right? what if Bungie made kill zone and it didn't suck?
1: Or, or um oh god, what is what is
0: Twisted Metal? <laughs> no, the other
1: <laughs> What is it called? The other first person shooter? Oh, Resistance. Resistance.
0: Shit, there's everybody's trading games now. (laughs)
1: Or what if Bungie actually made a new IP?
0: Wouldn't that be more exciting? That would be more exciting for me. But I also, where's Killzone? It's dead. Was it ever that popular? Oh, yeah, I love Killzone. Killzone 3 ruled. Killzone 2 was good. I'm I'm not trying
1: to say they're bad games. I'm just saying, like, you didn't hear about them like you heard about, like, even Call of Duty and
0: Halo. I mean, that is true, but I think that that was because the first one was not, like, competitive. Like, it was just, it looked really good, and then in practice sucked a little bit, and then Killzone 2 was, like, closer to trying Mm -hmm. to have that competitive multiplayer, and I don't think they had, like, fully realized it until 3, and then, like, I they kind of strayed from that with Liberation or whatever the fuck the PS4 launch one was called. Which that
1: was them, like, messing around with that tech, trying to learn how to do, like, open-world stuff for Horizon
0: anyway. Yeah, so it's just one of those things where, like, I don't know. I mean, I think it's cool that Sony would get Bungie, you know, Mm -hmm. but it's one of those things where, yeah, they're either going to have to make a first-person shooter from Sony's catalog of IP, or they're going to have to make a new thing because it's not like they can make Halo or everyone's favorite PS2 anime game, Oni. So, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's an interesting acquisition. It was like $3 billion. Right. Uh, and Jim Ryan said to expect more acquisitions. Uh, which
1: I saw, I, I wish I uh, kind of linked it here, but I saw the breakdown of like Destiny 2 players and a vast majority of them are on the Sony system. It's more than even the PC.
0: Oh, interesting. So, um
1: I mean, like, so so now Sony's just gonna get more money for, you know, the for Destiny two.
0: And that's cool. And maybe they can use that money to buy more studios. Sure. Everybody's buying all the studios except um, Nintendo,
1: who said we're not doing that.
0: Well, that the, they're good. They're Nintendo. The, Nintendo mostly has internal studios, anyways. Right. They don't need to buy studios. They just make them themselves.
1: They birth them. They're really busy, you know, shutting down YouTube channels anyways. Oh, God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Do you want to continue the Sony train or do you want to use that as a transition to talk about the Nintendo stuff?
0: Uh no, I mean that's we can continue to talk about the Sony okay, stuff. Okay. Like, I just I, I do think that the Bungie purchase is really interesting. I don't think that it is as huge as obviously Microsoft buying Activision, but not it shows either. that yes, Sony is also still trying to acquire studios, and I they they just don't have enough money to like buy anything really cool. I feel like so. Well, I, I think know. I think buying Bungie is cool, but like also like
1: this is not in response to Sony uh, to Microsoft. This is a separate thing.
0: Yeah, like they had been, this was like in the beginning stages or the deal stage for years, they said, or something. So like, you know, yeah, it's not just like, sometimes things just happen near each other and it seems like it's one caused the other, but it, no, not really. Like business deals take a long fucking time, you know what I mean? It's not like a couple weeks ago, Microsoft bought Activision and they were like, we're going to fucking buy Bungie right now. Like it doesn't, that's not how that happens. Uh yeah I just i I can't really think of any more studios that are like available for them to buy unless they just buy like 15 indie developers well
1: yeah I mean like big indie vid developers that are left remedy yeah and that's that's all that comes to mind
0: yeah they just gotta like buy single man teams
1: like like there's what like supergiant oh, oh!
0: Oh my god, if oh if Sony bought Supergiant, that would be that's the biggest news in the world to me. <laughs> I would die. I would be so excited. A man oh their games are already so sick. If they had this if they had more cash behind them, oh they, they it doesn't matter though. They already don't care about that stuff. Yeah, just I just yeah like, let it rip. I and it's, it's not, not, that would be cool, yeah.
1: It, and it's not a case of like Tim Schafer just like struggling to make ends meet with their games like it seems like yeah Supergiant, they are financially fine so I, I don't think they would even consider a sale I yeah. I yeah i
0: don't know like i i don't know
1: studios
0: yeah there's just not not many like that i can think of that aren't a part of some larger well, like, like, conglomerate thing like obviously they're not going to be able to afford square enix uh they wouldn't sega. be able to afford ubisoft or sega well, Ubisoft so is it's
1: crazy like because ubisoft yeah. is like so much bigger that i think people would even realize
0: oh yeah they're gigantic and it so yeah like there are those bigger studios that i don't think they would be able to i, I know they would not be able to purchase so it's just one of those things like yeah you try to think of ones out on the periphery and before i would have said like platinum but then they made that deal with was it they well they got money from tencent but then i think they made a deal with epic for something i can't remember but it just yeah they like they there aren't many studios out there like remedy who also made that deal with epic right um
1: people can fly I, i that's one that like
0: i guess yeah so like i with the rest of their money like yeah i just i don't know like uh, maybe they're just gonna start being like i guess we should buy a bunch of like very popular indie game teams but then look at
1: what sony releases and they're these like big huge triple a games they are not really concerned with like the the smaller indie stuff but they could be they could and maybe that's a the direction they go but like i i don't know i just don't see
0: it i mean the only other thing that i think is actually very likely is they'll just start buying a bunch of vr studios to mm. pump out stuff for psvr 2 that would make more sense
1: to me because like it makes sense xbox adding like smaller studios because like then they can just kind of pad the uh the like the game pass schedule and be like hey we have like Two Microsoft games coming out this quarter type of thing, but then they're smaller games. Uh but like Sony, like they're never gonna have a Game Pass equivalent like that. No. I uh, want to they want to, but they're never gonna have one where it's just like, hey, our first party released the same day on, you know, Game Pass as it does, you know. Like they're gonna want that like $70 up front.
0: Oh, yeah. They're going to need it, too, because those games cost a bajillion dollars to make happen. What kind of game could Bungie make that has a sad dad figure in it? I don't even know. know.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I I, I mean, it's going to be a first person shooter. I would be shocked if it isn't
0: yeah and i mean i the reason that i brought up killzone in the beginning is because there was also a quote from sony recently saying that they were in the process of trying to launch several games as a service type games Mm. and like get more into multiplayer and stuff again so like that that is an ip that they could use to do that that wouldn't just be starting from scratch that would have some brand recognition
1: i would say if if that's the direction like SOCOM is probably like.
0: Oh, fuck yeah. SOCOM is actually like
1: I when I when I hear like competitive like shooting on the PlayStation, I'm thinking SOCOM over you know resistance or
0: uh, there hasn't been a SOCOM game since like the PS early PS3 though, so that's why I don't even think of that anymore.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, I guess uh, but and, and I mean, let's be honest here, SOCOM was more of a PS2
0: game, yes that the ps3 one i don't think was like no. very popular with people but yeah I don't, I don't know um and then sony you know they're putting out gran turismo i did not watch this state of play i did so so shit the cars are there you can uh f- fuck them. at that. one point i left
1: because they're just like there's dynamic rain when it rains uh-huh. the track gets wet and i just was like oh is that how that works hell yeah uh but like it, it has like the racing line like Forza which I was like all right I like knowing that I mean it looks
0: incredible um oh yeah I mean that's that was a given yeah, though, yeah. I feel like. um there's this like
1: whole tuning system which once again not amazing. Uh, uh but like here's the thing like I was hoping that like I would see somewhere where I could just download other people's tuning and I didn't see anything like that. Because, like, I don't enjoy going in and tuning cars in Forza, but I can just kind of download other people's, and that that's more than fine for me. I don't know if, how you feel about that, but, like, for me... Uh,
0: I mean, I don't like that, but in Forza, it is more like you can fuck it up, whereas, like, in old Gran Turismo games, it was not like that. Uh, it was more just, like you're upgrading it to be better okay well
1: it seemed like there was just so, i much. i don't know. they said like each car has like 60 different things that you can customize and optimize yeah uh and there was like and a lot of the stuff they're adding it seems like they're like just kind of catching up to forza where they're like we you can now add stickers and like like there's just like so much more you can do with the stickers which it looks like that's what like forza has been doing for a long time yeah um it it looks really cool. Um I I it definitely did sell me on buying it. I think I will be buying it day 1. Um I mean obviously it will not look as good cuz they, they were obviously showing the PS5 version. Uh and I will not be playing the PS5 version. But it seems like it like if they pull it off with the adaptive trigger triggers, like it's going to be really cool for for people like you who own a PS5.
0: Uh yeah, I don't i don't know i've never like truly enjoyed a gran turismo game so
1: Mm. are you thinking about getting this or no
0: i was before i don't think i will now because it's one of those things where it's just like i'm never gonna get good at like get good at it and like i just don't i don't care like man tracks like that are so boring like when mm -hmm. it's just like a professional like loop or whatever and i know not all tracks are like that before someone says some dumb bullshit but like Yeah, I don't know. I just like that kind of professional racing doesn't really do it for me. If they made some like Gran Turismo Horizon, which they never will do because fucking Polyphony Digital is all about like masturbating to cars. So like they'll never have that. Um, And they're all about like we like went for weeks and like recorded the sounds of each car and like fucking modeled the bottom perfectly. And it's like, okay, well, that's cool, I guess. But like not for me. So yeah i don't know it it has always been one of their like larger franchises since they started it so I, i think that's cool for them it's just yeah like it it always takes a really long time for them to get their stuff out there and like the whatever the ps3 one was gran turismo 6 like that took forever to come out and then was like sort of fucked up and like weirdly bare bones i remember but i think it had a lot of development trouble and then when they put out sport it was like Oh, this is for like the most specific crowd of people right. ever, and like not many people bought it. Mm-hmm. So, I I hope this does well for them. It's just one of those things where, yeah, that franchise has never like grabbed me sure. in that same way.
1: Yeah, like I've never really gotten too deep, and I've never played a Gran Turismo. But I just I'm thinking like I'm gonna try. I think I'm gonna try with seven and just see how it yeah. goes. So,
0: um, and then out of nowhere. Sony said, hey, we are going to put out a showcase the day after the state of play about Ghostwire Tokyo. And I said, "Okay, I did not watch this video yet, but I've seen many screenshots from it. I'm going to have to watch it later. It looks wild. Uh, They announced that it is coming out March 25th. Um, You know, everyone's favorite Microsoft Studio Tango Gameworks making this. Uh, and it will, it was like Deathloop, where they signed an exclusivity one year deal with PlayStation. I, I believe it was one year. Um, but yeah, I, it just looks like a first person shooting action magic game where you like fight Japanese yokai and shit and you go into a convenience store that is run by a floating cat guardian and you can pet a Shiba. I saw so. This game, unlike Gran Turismo, does look sweet to me. And I want to play it and will purchase it March 25th.
1: Yeah, and it looks like it's just PS5 and
0: Windows. Yes. So. And then in a year, it will come to the, the Xbox. Xbox.
1: So I will play it in a year.
0: Yeah, um, but it, it looks cool. Like I, the way they just kind of like threw that video out there makes me think that they have uh zero faith or they just were like we don't want to overshow this like we did with death loop so i don't know but it just seemed kind of weird that it was just like they announced the gran turismo thing and then we're just like oh yeah hey by the way like this thing's gonna happen tomorrow I'm like okay i guess yeah um and then sony also some may remember that they made a deal with the Discord. Uh, I hoped that it was going to be making the PlayStation chat suck less ass. That may still come in the future, but right now uh f- the first part of their partnership uh, was launched. And it is that you can link your PSN to uh, your discord so that then it will be able to show what games you are playing on the PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 on discord. Why? Uh, people like to do that i don't know I, I i don't know like i guess i just don't care no yeah i mean this is meaningless it's it's like I, I this seems like something that would have been so easy to set up as well so it's just like to announce that partnership wait a really long time and then have this be the thing like i i don't know like i i did it so like whatever but it's just one of those things where I, this seems like something that you would have announced alongside something else that actually matters. Like, PS4 voice chat has been fucking weird forever. And, like, sometimes it'll be like, oh, your NAT type is fucked up. And then you'll get in there and you won't be able to hear one person, but everyone else can hear them and shit like that. And the PS5 chat, like, also kind of sucks in that same way. So I was just expecting them to use Discord's VoIP technology to make psn's voip technology suck less ass but i I would that that probably actually is hard to do and implement so Uh, i mean they they said the other things will come so that you know that is what i assume because i don't know what the hell else discord integration means unless there's like a ps5 app like for discord where you can like get notifications from your discord and like just to hop into discord chats and stuff while you're uh, in games and things like that, which is what I would guess that they are working towards. But like I said, I, I don't know that always just seemed like a weird partnership thing to announce. So, well,
1: yeah. And as I said, for right, right now, I just don't care. So I didn't even link it. I was like, who, who cares?
0: Uh, many people have asked for this forever. Cause I think you can do it with Xbox already. Yeah, so Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um and then this one to me is the biggest news of the week. Uh, Yacht Club said that on the uh, the second of February they were like we're gonna have uh, another Yacht Club Direct thing. Um, and at first they showed Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon, which is the Shovel Knight puzzle game, which I really liked that came out last year they um reiterated that there will be three at least three dlc expansions for it because they had so much fun developing it um and then they showed some more of shovel knight dig which is like acting sort of like a sequel to Shovel Knight but a little bit more not in the NES style and more just like modern very vibrant beautiful pixel art stuff and it looks like it moves a lot quicker and things like that Um, I was always interested in that but then before they had said that they were going to be working on a brand new IP which they launched as a Kickstarter which I thought was a little strange Uh, but it is called Mina the Hollower and Matt did you watch the footage of this game no It is Link's Awakening. Okay. On the Game Boy. Like, it literally just looks like Link's Awakening on the Game Boy, but you play as a mouse with a whip, and it's, like, moderately spooky with ghosts and zombies. Oh, that's cool. Uh, Like, I saw it and immediately was like, oh, I will have to, like, let Matt know (laughs) about this because I saw it and was like, oh, fuck, this just, like... It literally like it is like this exact game boy color sprite style of links awakening and like it look it looks like a zelda game so i i am very excited i backed it at the hundred dollar tier because i wanted to get the physical copy Mm -hmm. of it um and i just like fucking shovel knight is it, it has so much content in it and i think they did a good job uh so like i have faith in whatever they will do in the future Um, but also the music is by Jake Kaufman again. And I think he is one of the best, uh, chiptune composers that has ever lived. So it just looks really cool. And like, they already have a lot of footage. Um, at first I was like kind of baffled as to why it was a Kickstarter because it was like, well, you guys are already like publishing other people's games. Like they published cyber shadow and then they like put out shovel Knight. Uh, Pocket Dungeon, which was like another developer helped them make, and they're making Shovel Knight Dig. And it was like, you guys made a lot of money from that first Kickstarter, and it was one of the first big Kickstarter games. Like, why would you do that? You probably have a lot of money. Um, But they kind of explained it and said like, hey, we are funding this with like 90% our own money. And they basically said they wanted to recreate the atmosphere of the original shovel knight kickstarter like they wanted people to be able to get in there and get updates from them about like their thought process behind development and like things like that so that it can be like another fun kind of like community atmosphere around the game okay that makes sense uh but also like you know maybe fund some of the like uh physical cost of like shipping out physical copies or even making physical copies right because a lot of indie dev studios don't even make physical copies anymore and things like that so uh yeah i i I don't know like it looks really cool i was not expecting it to be that and then i just think it's really funny that the first game they made is like very much an nes game and then this one is a game boy color game Mm -hmm. Uh, i just really like that aesthetic of right. like their you know it just really looks like something that came out on that console and uh yeah i don't know i'm excited i it probably won't come out for like four or five years but like still i you know i i have faith they they do good work over there and it will it will happen so yeah yacht club yacht club games they made one too many uh dig puns in the video though Okay. And I was like just groaning. I was like, "Oh god." They're like, "We've got this groundbreaking new title." And I was like, "Oh my god, shoot me, please. Guys, you got to stop making these jokes." Uh and I think I think they said that they might announce another game that they're publishing soon as well. So Uh Cyber Shadow did very well for them apparently. It was like it's one year anniversary or something. Oh, so. Cool. Uh and then you put this one on here, Nintendo DMCA and music on a YouTube channel, which was VGC, right? Uh, no, it was. Oh god, what was the channel? Um,
1: it was a channel, and they like it was like thirteen hundred DMCS.
0: Oh yeah, it was. It was a ridiculous amount of DMCS. Uh, uh, Sonner, uh, say that again. Oh, Gilva Sonner. Okay. Um. Yeah. In like, so people are like being outraged by this, and like are getting really upset, and it's just one of those things where. I just don't think it phases me anymore because let's not pretend like Nintendo hasn't always been really stupid about this stuff. Like, I, I think the the I, I'm not to cut you off. Yeah, the the upsetting thing is just like, OK,
1: like you own the content. Sure. But like give fans a way to listen
0: to it. No, I I, like that part I agree with. But like, other than that, like they used to, they did this like four years ago. Like people don't remember that before they made the Nintendo partnership program or whatever the fuck it was called on YouTube, they would just DMCA strike like any fucking video that had Nintendo content in it. Right. And like, then they made their dumb partner program and then we're like, oh, this is like kind of dumb. And then they like, now they, people are fine to make their videos, I guess. But then also they have their fucking dumb Nintendo brand ambassadors and they like send them all the games early. And then they're like really annoyingly wholesome and I can't stand most of them. But it, it yeah, like I, I, I don't know. Like it does suck. Yes. Um, but I don't it also, it, it, I, I, so people are saying it's Nintendo. Is it entirely clear that it actually is? Yes. Okay, because people also there was a huge deal about uh Toei Animation hitting that anime YouTuber with like thousands of copyright strikes and deleting his channel and then a couple weeks ago, months after that, they found out that it wasn't actually Toei that did it and he was able to get all the videos back. Oh. So like, I I wonder if it's just one of those things where people just like automatically assume it was Nintendo. I would guess it is because of their past history. Well, and like this this kind of
1: stuff. This but... YouTuber has a history with Nintendo, like doing this in the past anyway. Oh yeah. So um, so see so, yeah, it, it's just one of those things where like a lot of like companies or like. Putting all their their game soundtracks on Spotify, or you know, you could just upload it yourself, Nintendo to to YouTube and make some money that way if you really want to. Like, I, I just I just don't understand the thought process of like shutting this down and then not giving the fans a way to listen to this stuff. You know. Um.
0: Yes, but also that's just the way copyright law works. Uh, like, you have to you have to defend no, your stuff yeah. every so often, otherwise you. I'm
1: not complaining about that. I'm just saying, like, give people a a way to do it. Like, join, like, the rest of the, you know, the rest of the companies.
0: Well, you can. You can pay them money for CDs.
1: Can you really? Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't know they sold the CDs. That's interesting.
0: I mean, they're Japanese, but still. So, So, like, I mean, a lot of those games do have, like, soundtracks that you can buy, but that's still not the easiest way to do it. And I... I am fully with you. Like, they should just put all that shit on Spotify. Like, there's no. And they would make money off of it, even though Spotify's rates are like ab- ab- abjectly terrible for people. But and the alternative um, is
1: not making any money
0: on it. Yes. So. You know. So, yeah. I mean, it's just. Nintendo is such a fucking weird company that I. I don't know, man. Well, it's just one of those weird
1: things because, like, a lot of people who like you know YouTubers that make like edited like video game content, they will use video game soundtracks because they won't get DMCA type of thing, you know? Yeah. Uh, Where
0: it seems like you definitely don't want to use Nintendo Nintendo's music
1: if that's the case.
0: I don't know. No, but also Twitch streamers have gotten around that now because they just split the audio. Sure. So that then it will happen live in the stream, but not in the VOD. Mm. That makes sense. Uh, Yeah, it's just I th- fucking Nintendo, man. I don't know, dude.
1: Yeah, it's just one of those things where I read it and I was like, well, this is not surprising at all. And then the Internet acts shocked when Nintendo consistently does this stuff. I mean, like.
0: No, yeah. I mean, like they used to just do it with videos that had their shit in it. Like they. They continue to baffle, mm-hmm. always. Like they're they're always doing some weird, baffling shit that just like is weirdly backwards or like anti fan. You
1: know, I mean, it wasn't that long ago that like melee couldn't be streamed uh, for fighting game tournaments. So.
0: Yeah. So I, I mean, mean, that it's was
1: just what within the last ten years.
0: Yes so it's just
1: Nintendo is just going to Nintendo they're, they're, they're,
0: yeah they're, and then they had to go back on it because it was like I that one I had a feeling was like a Nintendo of Japan thing and then Nintendo of America was like hey actually don't do that <laughs> mm-hmm. so who knows Um and then Suicide Squad has apparently been delayed till 2023 this was in Bloomberg and a couple other places Um it seems like internally it was delayed to 2023. Right, right.
1: I, and, like, it was Jason Schreier specifically, and typically when he says something's going to get delayed, it's delayed. So, mm-hmm. uh, okay. yep, do not expect a Suicide Squad this year, which, to be honest, Good I was I wasn't. I wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and this this last bit of news, you seemed shocked as I was typing it out. I
0: was shocked by this live typing, and I was like, "No way!" And
1: then I then I submitted the
0: the
1: the article I was reading.
0: Uh, yeah, you submitted the evidence,
1: <laughs> and then he, and then you were shut up by it. So, but like, Skate Four uh, apparently is launching soon, according to the e- EA CEO Andrew Wilson. Uh, now, what does "it launching soon" exactly mean? I'm yeah, see, sure. this is
0: where I still, I if I was president, I would ban the use of things launching soon. You mean because like it's, president of the it's, United it's, States or president of like EA or something? President of the world. Everything. Just if I was God, I would make it so that no one could say this is coming out soon or releasing soon about anything. Because it never means anything. And I, I would love to believe that Andrew Wilson saying this means that like it's gonna be within the next couple of months. Right. See, I'm thinking like hopefully it means this year. See, and that's why Soon has lost all meaning. It was like when Eastward was coming out Soon four years ago, yeah, yeah. and then it came out last year, you know what I mean? And it's just one of those things where it's like, you can't say that. Just say, like, it will release someday. <laughs> or like, I don't fucking know. So when, it, when someone like Andrew Wilson says launching Soon one, I assume he has no real idea about that, because he's probably very far removed from the actual development process. Mm-hmm. And to, I hope that it is within the next couple months. But I, I agree with you, at least this year, if they're going to say that. I, it has
1: to be this year.
0: If they say that, it has to be this year. Oh, God. Anyways, I want to play a skate game. Mm-hmm. And good news Ali Ali World comes out Monday. I don't know if you've seen the reviews, it's very good. I mean, it looked cool. It has like a nine out of like an 80 high 80s on Open Critic, I believe. Awesome. So that's sweet uh and sifu comes out monday but the review embargo is sunday night i think so that does not have anything um yeah i don't know i want to play skate four that's what i'm saying give me skate well soon <laughs> oh, i like i like skateboards yeah soon They're good <laughs> coming soon uh, ali
1: ali world is coming out soon
0: that is true that actually see that i i know is true so i uh, yes People have played it and reviewed it. I know that's coming out soon.
1: So if we use that by definition next week,
0: Skate 4. If Skate 4 came out next week, I would explode. <laughs> then you wouldn't play it. Well, that's fine. They made they then they stuck to their guns, you know? Sure. <sighs> and yeah, I mean, that's the news. Like it yeah. it was an interesting, weird menagerie of stuff, but like I was excited by stuff. Yeah, so, you know, when I text you
1: that Sony bought Bungie. You were just like, you, I don't think you believe me. No.
0: <laughs> and then I like went to the internet and it was blowing up uh-huh. and I was just like, all right, that's fucking wild, I guess. Well, the weird thing is like,
1: you're normally on top of it. And like, I yeah. saw this probably like an hour after the announcement. So I figured like you already knew, but like at the same time, I was like, man, he didn't text me. That's weird.
0: I know. I texted you about Activision. As soon as I saw that, I was like, what the the world is exploding? Uh, But yeah, no, this one I did not see. And everybody was like talking about it and like making jokes about Halo. I was like, what the fuck? So I
1: I assume you were at work and actually busy and not just able to like scroll through Twitter at work.
0: No, yeah. This week was the past couple weeks have been super, super busy. So it was good to have a snow day today. I went in for two whole hours today. Wow. Uh, It like wasn't that bad out, in my opinion. Like, did you actually shovel? No. Uh, Did you go outside at all? Yeah, I drove to Taco Bell this morning. Okay, cause like it's just like it was so weird walking on it because like this because it, it's sleeted, so like yeah, it's sleeted. So like it just is like you're standing on like a mound of ice, basically.
1: It, yes, where you're just like it, the 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 snow is just compacted down, and you're just like casually walking on the snow, and you're not sinking in at all. It's just such a no. Weird- yeah,
0: I I had to take my dog out. And I was just like, what the, this is the weirdest (laughs) feeling. Yes. And it's like, I was like at any minute, this is going to cave in and I'm just going to like, I mean, I wouldn't have fallen very far, but it's just a bizarre thing. And yeah, I didn't even have to shovel. Mm -hmm. I like, I looked outside at probably like, I would say like five in the morning. And it like wasn't there was barely any snow. And I was like, oh, fuck, they're going to make me go into work today. And then at seven, a couple hours later, they were like, oh, no, everything is canceled. And then I woke up in my normal time to go to work. And I was like, it doesn't seem like that bad. And I texted my brother who had already been at work for a couple hours. And he was like, no, I mean, it just wasn't like super well plowed or anything, but it wasn't that bad. And then I was like, all right, well, I guess I'm going to Taco Bell. Mm -hmm. And I did that. So yeah, it was, a, it was a very weird one. I, I assume they were just worried about it possibly being like very icy and slippery. For- it, it, but it, it, the way it, it, I just can't imagine it being
1: that slippery just because of the way it, it stormed. It was just
0: weird. No, yeah, it was a very weird one. I, I know that like, um, in Syracuse and a couple places like more North, it did snow a lot, but
1: yeah, but it always snows a lot. It
0: does. Yeah. I mean, they're in the snow belt, but That's I mean, it just thing, basically, yeah, it just like never got cold enough for it to turn into snow. And so it was just a weird, like freezing rain action sleep.
1: Yeah. Sure. I went out and I was like, Oh, we didn't get a lot. I'll just push this off with the shovel. And I tried and I was like, I'm just going to give up because this is going to be way harder than it's worth. So,
0: no, yeah. Like, normally I can brush snow off my car and then, like, chip away at the ice. I had to chip away at the whole thing. I was just like, oh, this is just like six inches of ice. <laughs> so it took a while for my windshield to be seeable, but you know. I don't know. Well, that's the New York snow update. It's snowing yeah. and it's leading.
1: The good news is tomorrow. I am going to get up, run my errands, and then play the game of not leaving the house until Monday mornings.
0: Nice. That's a fun game.
1: It's one of my favorite games to play in the winter.
0: Yeah, I'm going to beat Pokemon Legends Arceus fully this weekend, probably.
1: Speaking of beating
0: games. Yeah, we have played games. And you played some. I know the spoiler about one of them because you texted me about it. But why don't you tell us about the games that you have been playing? Uh, I guess I'll just quick update on Paper Mario. I didn't play it much. I only
1: played it once this week. I was just, as I said, I was just really tired at night. So uh, so I'm just still kind of making my way through the desert area in that.
0: Nice. Um,
1: I beat Torchlight this morning. Uh, bef- when I, when I should have been at work, I was like playing Torchlight instead. Okay. Um, it was fine. Um, ultimately, like I can't play these games all the time, but every once in a while, just playing like a Diablo clone where it's just like very simple and a little brain dead is fun. Uh, -hmm. I, you know, I think I gave it a three out of five on, uh, backlogged. Um,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: I enjoyed my time with it, as I said, but I mean, it wasn't, it was never really that challenging. I never died once until the final boss. And then I died a couple times. But you could just like basically resurrect yourself at that point with very little punishment. So I was like, oh, wow, this is good. Yeah, it was it was pretty much a cakewalk through, which was fine because the uh, the other game I was playing, Super Meat Boy <laughs> uh, is fucking brutal. I don't know. It's very I mean. brutal. Oh, my God. That final fucking world. Oh, oh. it's tough. It's a tough one the stupid saws oh Mm -hmm. and then oh manny like i was literally (laughs) chipping it away chipping away at it like section by section each section was just taking me like a half hour because like you just have to kind of like build the muscle memory of like what you have to do uh you know for these like like very specific jumps it was making me uh, miss um, in Super Mario Maker, where you can kind of practice like a specific area. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, I really wish I had that uh, for this game. But uh, here's the upsetting part. So I got okay. that very first part, and then there's a the second part of that level where you're like carrying your girlfriend on the back out. Okay. Yes. And you you remember now? Yeah. 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 Um, if you exit it does not checkpoint and take you back to that point you have to start at the very beginning <laughs> i learned that the hard way uh, but cool. luckily i had spent like at that point like over an hour on that first part and i had it down so it only took me another like 10 to 15 minutes to get back to the part of like the exit scene hmm. Uh, and then it was another like hour of just like chipping away at that part so i like, mean like it was a couple hours and just like that final level uh but i but i pulled it off and i did it and i'm you know it, it, it i'm very proud of this accomplishment
0: no yeah it it's a big deal like i remember when it first came out i would and i i did it which i did i didn't even do it when it first was out i did it a little bit after but like it's a hard game, and I like. It's one of those things where it's just like it feels really good to be like, "Oh yeah, this is difficult, but like I I accomplished this." When it, like for the most part, it's fair. Yeah, no, I think I think it's really fair, and like I think that once you get used to how it feels and like how he like kind of slides and stuff, it, it you know what's gonna happen. Like if if you're fucking up, it's probably because you jumped at the wrong time or like you just weren't you know approaching something right. Uh, and were, I, I, th- that's where I like those games. Yes.
1: There were a couple levels in the world before where had they had these like random enemies that would like follow you around and they were very unpredictable. And like that I found that was the most frustrating part.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: When like I was dying, but like I was dying because of like things that like I had no control over. Yeah. It, where like that final I never got frustrated in that final world because like every death, it was like, okay. I'm making mistakes, but I'm also learning. So, like, yeah. I, I, I just kind of, like, just kind of, as I said, I just kept chipping away at it. Um, I I think I beat it in about eight hours, but I also did dabble in, like, the Dark World a little bit before. Yeah. Well, I estimated that I had a death every 12 seconds. <laughs> it's like, yeah. <laughs> at the end of the game, it was well over 2,000 deaths. Um, Sweet. Uh, and then after I beat the game, I've kind of been back just kind of just dicking around with some of the the dark world stuff, which is like the harder levels. Uh, just yeah,
0: like- I, I like all that stuff. and like there's the glitch stuff yeah. where you can get into those and like you can unlock more characters. But that is where I always fall off on things like that is because I you get so used to playing as Meat Boy. So then when any other character feels like remotely different, I'm just like, Oh gross. I can't Uh-oh. play this character.
1: <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so I, yeah, I'm going to dick around with it a little bit more. Like, I don't know if I'm going to go through the entire game on the dark world. Cause I don't know if I have that in me. Yeah. Uh, like I, I just, I am enjoying the game quite a bit. Uh, it is mm-hmm. an excellent 2d platformer. Um, if you hate yourself,
0: maybe check out super Meat boy.
1: You know, that's, that's my,
0: yeah. Or if you just like good, well put together games, I think, Mm,
1: I think there's a caveat that you have. to. I don't know. It depends. There was a point in that final world where I was just like, the person who made this game just hates themselves.
0: It was two people. And that's true. They do hate themselves. (laughs) They
1: hate the world. They just want the world to suffer as much as they suffer in life and i had to show them that i hate myself more than they hate themselves and that's why i beat the game
0: yeah and then uh, one of them went on to make the binding of isaac so it all makes sense
1: that, they made a super meat boy too didn't they
0: uh one of them yes uh, the one that did not make uh binding of Isaac binding of Isaac I believe Uh, yeah super meat boy dash or whatever that it came out like weirdly recently forever is that it Super meat boy forever forever and you are dashing that's why I said that I think it's an endless runner like I think meat boy is always running forward Uh, yeah I'll check it out Um, I don't know that I will ever check it out but it's cool that they made another thing
1: which I mean the original was like a flash game right because it was just meat boy
0: yes correct
1: I don't know how that. Oh, it seems like Meat Boy Forever did not get good reviews.
0: Yeah. So, uh, because I think I think having him automatically run forward takes away a lot of what is cool about Super Meat Boy, and a lot of the control or whatever. Yeah, because like
1: it, it's it's such a weird feeling game, but once you kind of understand the game, like it. it you, you, it is, it controls extremely well. At first, oh, yeah. like, I don't know if I like the way this feels, but once you get used to it, you're like, wow, I, I, you just have so much like control over the character, even in the air. It's just, it does take a while to get used to it. Cause there are times where you land on a platform and then you just slide off and then you're like, God damn it. Now I have to spend the next, well, it's cause like what ends up happening is you get really far and then you're like, I'm going to spend the next five minutes and not even get back to that point. Uh, so it, it's just one of those things where like your own hubris that, that was definitely one of my biggest issues. <laughs> <laughs> and then I would have to get humbled by the game again. So, yes. Uh, so it, yes, it's a, uh, but going back into, like, the first world and then, like, going into the dark world, like, I'm beating a lot of those, like, first try type of things. Oh,
0: yeah. You feel like you're, like, a superhuman. At that, <laughs> yeah. Right?
1: So, like, but, like, I know there's going to be a point where, like, that turns and then it's just, like, it is even harder than that final level. And I don't know if I have it in me to, to, to do that. So, <laughs> But for now... I have great things to say about Super Meat Boy. Like, I'm very proud of my accomplishment. Um, I'm very happy I played it. I'm glad you, like, pushed me to play it, too.
0: Uh, yeah, you talking about this makes me want to play Celeste more. Mm, mm. I'm very excited. I Did you ever try that? I did. I dabbled with it for a little bit. I think that now that you've done Super Meat Boy, you might like it a little bit more. I mean, it's 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 similar. Uh, it is similar in a way, but like because you each like screen is like a level that then when you get to the next screen, you're like, that's the checkpoint. You know right, what I mean? Right. It's it's interesting, um, but it is similar to Meat Boy in the way that like you just got to learn the specific way it moves or whatever.
1: But uh, it also has like more of a story.
0: Yeah, but I mean, it's it's very thin usually. So I like if you're just more there for like the platforming, I think that works, too.
1: Right. I'm just saying like I do know there's like an actual story to Yeah, that. yeah.
0: And then in Celeste, if you just are like fuck this, you can turn on all the assist mode things and just like fly right through the level it if you really want to. But why you know, why? But yeah, no, I can't I can't do that. I gotta I gotta do it the, the hard way. And God the fucking the B side levels in that game are so fucking brutal. Just like Super Meat Boy. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I have it in me to get into another
1: like difficult platformer right now. No, know. hey,
0: I get you, but I'm glad you beat Super Meat Boy. I think that's really cool because you said you wanted to try like more difficult games and you you push yourself through it. So uh,
1: another one I was looking at is N Plus because I know that's another one. Oh, there. it's so
0: fucking fun! God, I love N Plus. N Plus Plus on PS4 is a just a really great product. So yep,
1: uh, that that was one I was thinking about as well. So. But for now, yeah, it's it's very good. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to play next because uh, I did beat Torchlight and Super Meat Boy. Super Meat Boy last night and then Torchlight this morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then last but not least, I'm still making my way through God of War. I, now, you never finished this game, right? No. So you don't? Because you, I'm now in what feels like a Zelda dungeon.
0: Oh, yeah. that does in some places.
1: Uh, but it's like a huge, like, it feels like it's a huge aspect of the game.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: but so that that's kind of what I've been doing now is this, like, there's this, like, this this whole, like, basically dungeon as I'm kind of going through. Um, I, I have a hard time, like, figuring out exactly where I am in the game. But if I had to approximate, I would say maybe a little over halfway. Okay. Um, but I'm still, you know, I'm still enjoying my time with it. Uh, the the combat is you know fun i'm definitely getting used to it a little bit more um like with all the different because there are just like a lot of moves and just like getting all to combine and connect and so Mm -hmm. so yeah i i i don't know what this means for me like god of war going in the future i'll definitely i i definitely will finish this and then i'll move on to two uh, then I want to try three, but then I don't know if I will ever like look at the. I think they were PSP, maybe they were Vita. Pre- there were
0: two PSP games, and then there was another PS3 game that had the multiplayer.
1: That was Ascension.
0: Yes. Uh, the, yeah, PS- the PSP ones were Ghosts of Sparta, and I don't remember the other one. I,
1: I believe they were prequels.
0: They were. I also, they were definitely like remastered and collected in some Uh, fashion uh put
1: on the ps3 i believe yes yes uh i as i said i don't know i'll definitely i have the second one because it's a collection of one and two uh and then if i i'm still enjoying it i'll move on to three and then i don't know if i'll continue that trend or just kind of play like what i would consider the mainline god of war games I will say looking up game, like looking up stuff for God of War is a huge pain in the ass. Oh yeah. Because of the PS4 one with the same Mm -hmm. exact name. Yeah. I type in PS2 for everything. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: But uh, that's what I've been playing this week. Um, You, why don't you tell me about Pokemon legends Arceus? I'm guessing you're really enjoying it. If you've put 40 hours in
0: one week, I love this game. Um, I beat it quote unquote and saw credits a couple days ago and now I'm on what I believe is like the final fight of the post game which is brutalizing me currently so I gotta I gotta level up a little bit but yeah this game is just fun because it's different uh and pokemon fans shut the fuck up challenge uh because like everything pokemon fans have to like pick it apart where like the battle system is not as deep and competitive but who gives a shit because it's has no multiplayer or anything um yeah so like just to start off like i it is about catching pokemon and I, i think that is really neat it feels so much better to move than I ever would have expected in a way that just makes it feel so un Pokemon like to me, because in my brain, everything in Pokemon is like just one step too complicated to like, always like, just like this is so close to being really good, but we just have to like throw this weird little wrench in there to make it like just slightly obnoxious. Um, And like, you just run around. The game runs at a full 60 frames a second. I have never had it dip other than when I was in handheld mode. Uh, and you can like r- crouch around and move really slowly, or you can just full on sprint and then do a dodge roll out of Poke- the ways of Pokemon. But then you get like the equivalent of the ride Pokemon from the previous couple games. Uh, that they like replaced HMs with or whatever. But in this, they're all just various forms of transportation. So like you get War deer, the evolution of Stantler uh, and you're just riding on a deer and he's fast as fuck and can jump super high. Uh, you get a Pokemon that will let you climb up sheer rock faces, basically. Um, you get a Pokemon, which they showed that that's Basculegion, the evolved form of Basculin. He's just a big old fish and you can go super fast in the water. And he also has a double jump. Uh, and then there is a bird, which they showed as well, which is hisu and Braviary. And he's my least favorite one. But you can like get up kind of high and then zoom in super fast. Yeah. Uh, it is so seamless to switch between these that it, is, it blows my fucking mind open like you push the plus button to like summon word deer and you're just running. And if you jump into the water, it will automatically turn you into Basque Legion. And then if you jump back out of the water, it will automatically turn you back into word deer. And then if you jump up to a wall, you will automatically turn into uh, the rock climbing Pokemon, which I'm not saying, cause it was the only one they didn't show. And I don't know if people want spoilers or not, cause it's a week old. Uh, sometimes you might have to push a to do that. Uh, Or if you're like going to fall and take fall damage, it will prompt you to push a to use Braviary to get rid of the fall damage. And like it just feels smooth and good to get around, Um, which I think that uh, X and Y and Sword and Shield and Sun and Moon kind of got closer to that where it was like not necessarily like grid based. So everything felt slightly better, but then there's always the weird stuff where like, oh, like you can't really use your bike here or whatever and shit like that. Or like, it takes a little bit for you to get the running shoes in some cases and things like that. Whereas this just like, it's about moving around and throwing pokeballs at Pokemon. Um, so that feels really good. The thing I will say is it, it for sure is not for everyone. And like, I, I wish that, More people were like you and they like realized that, uh, because like you just don't like the act of catching Pokemon very much, right? And you are more into the breeding aspect and like leveling up, yeah, leveling up and stuff like that. Whereas I think a lot of people didn't like have that takeaway. From a lot of the footage and the things they said. So like a lot of the things people are complaining about outside of the graphics being not very good, which like is true. Uh, but you kind of just like your brain shuts that out as you're moving around really quickly and doing all the stuff that's like new and interesting. Um, is like, yeah, the, the battle system is different. There are not IVs in this. Um, the way EVs work is that you can like pump them full of the candies like you could and let's go. W- where like you can make the EVs in every stat ten,
2: mm, okay, and so
0: then they're just like super strong. uh Speed matters more than it did before because there is like a Final Fantasy X style turn order, and so like the 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 main crux of the battle system, like if you wanted to look at it at a deeper level, would be m- manipulating that turn order. So. Speed obviously matters because that will put you first on the turn order. Um, And then they have the speed and power styles of moves. Power will use two PP for the move and then it will do more damage and it will give your opponent, depending on how much speed they have the ability to go twice in a row, maybe three times in a row against you. So like you got to really be careful when you use that and then vice versa, you can use speed, which does less damage overall but it can sometimes make it so that you get a second or a third turn in a row after that so you have to like kind of like pay attention to the turn order and try to manipulate it but when you're fighting wild pokemon it's not really it doesn't really matter as much and the the way the damage formula works is wildly different because uh stab matters way more in this so like using stab moves and super effective moves like will annihilate pokemon generally even if you're like a oh, 10 15 20 levels lower than them you can usually like still one shot pokemon depending on how it goes uh one shot and like w- yeah
1: it, 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 say that again Is it good to one shot yeah okay cuz like uh it, it, Normal Pokemon, you one shot a wild animal or wild Pokemon, and you're like, Fuck, now I have
2: to uh, get it. Find so, it. yeah,
0: like they, they, they would die. But, like, in the example of this, like, say you're trying to catch a Teddy Ursa, you blow up that Teddy Ursa, there's fucking 15 other ones right there. Uh, the only times it would really matter are when you find Alpha Pokemon, which are Pokemon with red eyes, and they are huge. In comparison to other versions of that Pokemon. Um, so there are set alpha Pokemon in the wild, which you will always run into. The first one that most people run into is a Rapidash, and it's just gigantic. And the alpha Pokemon, other than it being aesthetically way bigger than others of the same type, is that they will have some like weird, unique moves uh, that they wouldn't be able to get otherwise, which is how they like kind of get around there being no egg moves because there's no breeding. Oh, interesting. Uh and people are also hurt because the move pool is greatly reduced from what it was before, and moves are changed. Like stealth rock, because of the way the battle system works, like just does a damage over time debuff on you. Basically, what were they gonna do? Well, exactly, doesn't make sense. I guess just yeah, that, 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 yeah. like what? like they had to change some moves, right? And uh, they had to change the way some status effects work as well. Like you don't just get put to sleep your Pokemon becomes drowsy and then it's like paralysis where they might have, they might not move a turn cause they're too sleepy. Yeah. Um, and being frozen was changed to frostbite, and it's just like poison or burn basically, but for ice. So
1: it's just
0: slowed down. Yeah, basically. Um, and also the other one, there is a new buff that is called, uh, I can't think of what the fuck it's called, but basically they like put themselves in a smoke cloud and it just means that you're more likely to miss them. They have a higher evasion rate. Okay. Um, And so like, I think those are cool things. And like, do I think that necessarily all the battle changes should move forward into the next mainline Pokemon game? Absolutely not. Because it's, it's just one of those things where people will never accept a mainline Pokemon game where they don't have the full, you know, set of abilities and being able to use held items and all that kind of stuff. So it's the way that they change the combat in this game makes sense for this game, I think because it's more about you catching Pokemon. And when you are fighting someone, it is a lot bigger deal because like people don't really catch Pokemon back then. Right. So like when you end up fighting, the final person i am fighting and they have six pokemon like it's crazy and like it just feels really cool because most of the people you're fighting have one pokemon for a lot of the game and then as you get closer to the end they like ramp up but uh some trainers were sending out three pokemon at a time against me uh you were only, i was only sending out one um But yeah, like I just, I really like this game and I am 40 hours in, I am fighting the final post game boss thing. And then the last thing left for me to do would be to collect, uh, catch one of every Pokemon. Um, and so I, I am going through and doing that now. Uh, but yeah, I, I do think that people who like, like competitive battling will not get as much playtime out of this. And I also think that certain people might burn out kind of early, depending on how much they like hunting the Pokemon and trying to get them and things like that. And researching the Pokemon can be kind of grindy. If you want to get a high level of research on them, like, you know, for some of them, it'll be like, Oh, catch one. And then it'll go up to catch two and then it'll scale up to catch five and then go up to like, depending on how common the Pokemon is, go up to like catch 40 of this or whatever uh, and you'll mag you'll get 10 research, which is the what you're shooting for with each Pokemon pretty easily. but if you wanted to get the full research, that increases that Pokemon shiny rate. Um, so like shiny hunting in this game is really cool because it uh you see them that way in the overworld. uh I have caught five shiny Pokemon in this game so far. It is the first Pokemon game outside of, gold and silver to like have a shiny Pokemon tutorial and the Pokemon that you catch in it is shiny Ponyta just because I think they picked a Pokemon that would be like very noticeably different. So the shiny Ponyta has blue flames.
2: Sure.
0: Uh, I also caught a shiny Starly, a shiny Machoke who just looks like he has scurvy, Uh, shiny. What was the other one? Fuck, I can't remember now. I saw kind of just shiny Buneary the other night, so the white part on Buneary is pink instead. There was one more, but I can't, I can't think of what it was offhand. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. Like I I like catching the Pokemon, and I'm continuing to do it. But I I do think they're going to keep making these games going forwards because it sold ridiculously well very early. It had the second highest Switch launch of all time behind Animal Crossing so that's crazy it sold like in three days in japan it sold like 1.6 million copies which is also insane um and i think just that first week it sold 6.8 million copies total so
1: yeah i saw i mean like which selling 6.8 million copies is doing very very well
0: oh yeah it's it's doing ridiculously well and it's just fun I, i don't know like i like seeing the pokemon in the world i like catching them Uh, it's neat to do requests in the village and then as you do more requests more Pokemon come to the village because the people start like accepting them and having them help them out more often so I I like that aspect of it as well can I counter with something
1: though? sure now if someone were to have the critique of let's say too many cutscenes so I I don't get that critique it's so what you're saying is, there aren't too many cut cutscenes that you can't spit, uh, skip. You know, two hours into the game, and all these cutscenes cutscenes are just unbearable. I would so not, that
0: that that is what everyone you should that buy, is what everyone was saying.
1: You Should buy the GTA remake or Dying Light Two? Jesus, I review. Really uh, I'm sorry.
0: No, you're okay. You're okay. Um. So people, everyone said this, right? Like even people I knew who liked the game and started playing it before I did said the tutorial is excruciatingly long. It's like two hours. It took me 40 minutes. So they might be dumb or like, I don't know. And if you didn't care about the dialogue, like it doesn't matter. You can just button through it. And I think they are skippable also. So I think that's not true. I I don't know. I, th- I think you can, but, like, uh, within the first, like, 30, 40 minutes, you can just, like, do whatever the fuck you want, basically. Parting to Jeff just- worst Pokemon game they've ever played. Wow, that's bold. <laughs> uh, I get I get that people wouldn't like it, and I know I did see, like, everyone complaining about, like, oh, tutorialization, and it's just, like, I... I, I gave uh, up. I don't know. About that, when, like at least with this game, like it's all
1: new game mechanics. It's not teaching you game mechanics that you've been dealing with for the last 25 years. So,
0: yeah. Well also like nothing will ever be as bad as the intro part of sun and moon. Right. So like people can't complain anymore. It was already done. Skyward sword and sun I and mean, moon are the two worst I things ever
1: is another one uh, for Zelda that just like they, Yes. But at least when like Zelda they learned and the next one was the exact opposite of that. Mm. Game Freak has just never really learned.
0: No. But also like it's very trivial to just skip through all that dialogue. Also we need to remember that these
1: games are made for kids.
0: Uh yes. That that as well. Um Yeah, it just feels good. I I don't know, man. Like I it just feels good to have a Pokemon game that is not the same thing and like feels kind of different.
1: Especially since we got like the most derivative Pokemon game you could possibly play back in November. Yeah. yeah, it is for sure. See them trying something new. Uh,
0: Hopefully they'll
1: actually like do something with this and not just have it be a one-off thing. Kind of like.
0: I would assume that they are just going to put it into their rotation.
1: But like, I thought the same thing about Let's Go, and we haven't heard anything about, like, a second one of that.
0: That is true, but people also were much more vocally terrible about Let's Go, I think. It sold well. I know. They're stupid. Look, I, I'm saying we should get another Let's Go as well. I, the, the thing that is weird to me is, like, I would guess that there should only be one more remake, right? And it should be black and white, because X and Y, I think, are too new to get remakes already. And they they were like changed drastically. Like it was 3D. 10 years ago now? 8? Yeah, but still. I I think that like. I, Black and White was the last one on the DS. I, yeah, but like we're getting further and further away. I mean like. They released Black
1: and White. Let's say next year, 2023. Uh, 2024, 2025. All of a sudden. You know, X and Y are 10 years old. So.
0: That is true. But then they would very quickly catch up to the games that they've just made. You know what I mean? And they can if remake- they keep doing it every two years. Mm-hmm. And we'll know like, they
1: can- you- make uh, like red and-, red and blue at some point. Oh,
0: God. That's what I'm afraid of, is that we're going to get to like a second level of remakes again.
1: Uh, it'll be leaf red and fire green. <laughs>
0: like yeah that that's what i worry about with pokemon but like i would have no problem with a two game or even three game rotation like if it was a mainline game if it was then a legends game and I, i do think that a lot of these games do lend themselves to this legends format like this is back in uh the the time before diamond and pearl and like it makes the legendary Pokemon matter in a cool way to me. Like they do feel more special as opposed to you just walking into a room and having a one-time encounter. Like people actually worship these Pokemon or like believe that they do certain things. And I, I think that lore is cool. So I would say that because they just did diamond and Pearl, and then they made this game in the diamond and Pearl world, the next one people think will be black and white, but like, the past of black and white is wild, and there were like weird child slaves and like war and shit. So, I don't know that they're gonna do that one. Uh, but I think like Alola would be a really cool one yeah. because those Pokemon also have like kind of gotten shafted in every game after it, they like have been largely missing or like not really focused upon. Uh, and like, I just think that, uh, they could have it be the region is smaller because it's before the volcanoes erupted. Mm -hmm. So it's like a bunch of smaller explorable areas. And then like the, the legendary Pokemon in that game, like the, the people still worship them in that game. So it's like, I I think that would be a really cool, neat thing. Um, And also the other reason I say that is because Rowlet is the only Pokemon from Alola in this game, period. So that also kind of screams that to me, but, yeah, I, I, I just do. I do like it. And I think that if people are like trying to go for something different, uh, it is neat to have. But if you are someone who plays Pokemon for like the competitive battle scene or to do very specific things like breed and stuff like that, this is it's not that it just it just isn't that. Um, And if people are being really weird about it in a way where they think like somehow they're just going to replace mainline Pokemon games with this, and I don't ever think they would do that. So I think they could take things from this, like being able to just relearn and change out your moves on the fly. And then you could just use heart scales to like go to some trainer guy is the equivalent of TMS and just get rid of TMS, you know, Right. but either way. Um, the last thing I will say about this game, other than that, I really love it because I'm 40 hours in is that, uh back when it leaked that hisui voltorb and electrode were in the game at the same time the person who leaked that leaked that there will probably be dlc uh coming out in april okay and that it will add 158 more pokemon to bring the pokedex up to 400 total pokemon
1: okay that's interesting
0: um, and I would love that more than anything in this world. I wonder. So I hope they do that.
1: Do you think they'd add another area, or just like throw in a hundred and fifty-eight new Pokemon just into that world?
0: Uh, I think they would have to add one or two areas for sure. Maybe three, but the, the areas are very graphically unimpressive. Yeah. There are only five of them, uh, is it, is and so
1: a desert area
0: uh there no not really there is like one that's like kind of deserty, but not really so yeah they could they could have a desert area but also it does not have the post-game battle park area mm. in it from diamond and pearl so like that's like a pretty big island that had was pretty diverse as well in terms of like uh geography and stuff but also it's like ancient times they could just make whatever the fuck they want or just be like oh man we're surfing over to Kanto. i don't fucking know right This is like the first Pokemon game ever that does not have the original three starters in it, by the way. So, you know, they're coming in DLC. Oh,
1: That's true. Yeah.
0: How can they have a game without Charizard?
1: It's impossible.
0: Well, this is the first so far, but he'll get there. Don't worry about it. Uh, I don't even care what Pokemon they add. I just like catching them. And I think it's cool seeing them like interact with the world and like have their fun little animations. Mr. Mime is so fucking cool in this game. I love him you get ready to throw a pokeball and then he puts up a wall and you can't catch him and you got to like either surprise him or get behind him. And then he's like, sometimes just like standing there dancing and like doing these wild hand motions. What a guy, what a guy I love. Mr. Mime. I also, Oh, I love Snorlax and alpha Snorlax is fucking gigantic. He's so huge. Oh, so cool. No. Are oh, the,
1: the, oh, sorry. Go ahead.
0: No, we go. Go ahead. I was gonna ask, like when you
1: catch them and then they're yours, and then you like release them in a battle, are they still as huge?
0: Yes. Yeah. So what I think is really awesome is Dialga is gigantic. If you get uh, an Alpha Stantler and evolve it into Word Deer, it is as big as Dialga. Okay. And that's hilarious to me. And there's just all, you can turn in alphas for quests too. So like my favorite screenshot that was going around is like, you give a Toxicroak to a nurse and her dialogue is like, oh, look, he's so small. And when you give her an alpha one, he's like twice as tall as she is. <laughs> uh, and so what I think is neat is outside of the, the default spawns that are always there. Any every Pokemon has a 2% chance to spawn as an alpha so it's like you're running into like an alpha badoof mm. and shit and like an alpha wormpole where it's just like well that's the biggest wormpole we've ever seen it's just it's so stupid but I I am a big fan I think that's a, a fun addition to. I'm going to, to guess see. that
1: Wailord is not in Pokemon Arc no he
0: is not I would love it though imagine an alpha Wailord give me alpha Wailord I want nothing more Whereas one of the really cool things in this is, do you, do you know the Pokemon Avalug? Yes. Uh, there is the Hisuian Avalug, and it is like huge, huge, like the size of a mountain, basically. And you like have to fight it, and it's really crazy.
1: Now I kind of want to look up Hisuian Avalug. Uh,
0: oh, I, I do. Okay. I think all of the Hisuian forms are really cool um so all the all the new pokemon i really like i think that quillfish's evolution over quill is maybe one of the best pokemon names of all time and uh that's all i got
1: (laughs) awesome i'm I'm really happy you're liking it
0: yeah i i so desperately want them to be like hey dlc is coming in april i want that to be true more than anything in this world what if it's march that's fine I, I if it's if it's coming at all I just think that like it's sold well enough and if sun and moon it's sun and moon sword and shield got that dlc like i this seems pretty ripe to have a dlc expansion to me because like essentially in uh sword and shield it was just two wild areas yes like that's just that's what they need for this like just hey this is a new area or two new areas and some new Pokemon that you can catch goham you know right Add in some new Hissuin forms or whatever, like they did with uh, Galarian Slowpoke and Slowbro. Maybe some new legendaries that weren't there before or something.
1: You know, this has me wondering. I wonder if they finally added um, Pokemon Home to uh, uh, the, the remakes.
0: Oh, yeah. I, I, have, I don't think they did yet. Um it was
1: supposed to be th- early this year.
0: Yeah they, they also announced that this game would have home support eventually as well. So um yeah, I'm not saying that... anything about it yet. So. Huh.
1: Cuz that's when Dude, I mean, I, you know, oh, I want
0: another Let's Go game, man. What the fuck? I'm uh,
1: just kind of yeah, it seems it, nothing yet. Um it, all the all we know is sometime in 2022. Cuz that's when I said I would go back to uh, BDSM.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah.
1: so uh, but yeah, that's uh, the games we've been playing. Uh, mm-hmm. I assume you've also been playing some Genshin Impact, but you have nothing to add.
0: Uh yeah, I, I was, I've, I've played Genshin Impact. Um, since I'm like wrapping up the like post game plot line in Legends, uh, I probably will still continue to play to like grind research data and stuff after that point, but. Uh, Sifu and Ali Ali World come out Monday so I am looking forward to both of those games and they're both like smaller shorter games too so I'm, I'm excited to play those as well. So, uh, well good news though Pokemon Legends Arceus is at number one it's my game of the year right now
1: you know I was excited because I was like oh my god I'm actually going to play a new game this week yeah Because
0: Crossfire finally comes out. Oh, Crossfire does come out. But yeah, number one, Pokemon Legends Arceus. Number two, Paparazzi. Hmm. So, hopefully, dethroned Paparazzi.
1: Hopefully, Paparazzi is not on your final list.
0: Uh, Uh, I would assume that it will not be.
1: Otherwise, this will be a very disappointing
0: year. Oh, yeah. But I mean, like, I can already think of, well, two games that come out Monday that I will like more than Paparazzi. Uh, pretty much regardless of their quality, I think. And then, like you know, Elden Ring, Tunic, oh Tunic, they won't make it. You know, they won't make it.
1: And then Horizon
0: comes out the following week. You know, did I don't know if I told you this. It might have been Scott. I this is I feel so relieved that I don't have to buy that game. Why? And that's a weird, because it's just like, normally for most first-party Sony games, I would just be like, oh, I should play this. Mm. But this is like the first time where I can just like ignore a major release. Mm. For me. Like, I'm glad that it will come out and that like most other people will like it. But I just, there is something cool to me about like for once not being like, oh, I gotta like play this or whatever. Like, I just, I have recognized that that franchise is probably not for me. I can just... You know, not do it, which is too bad, but you know what? Everyone It has- is too bad, but it is also a big step for me because normally I would just force myself to try to try it anyways. Mm-hmm. Did you even play I-
1: the original?
0: I played it a little bit. Okay. I couldn't remember if like
1: you bought it and never even put it in your system.
0: No, I played it for like five or six hours and then Breath of the Wild came out. Oh it. yeah. That, yeah Breath of the Wild. But yeah, I I don't know. It's like weirdly relieving to be like, oh man, I don't have to do that if I don't want to. All right.
1: Yeah, I'm wondering when the last time like a major Sony.
0: No, yeah, because the last one I can really think of I had the Last of Us two and then Ghost of Tsushima. So.
1: Yeah, I mean, like obviously Gran Turismo.
0: Yeah, I, I Gran Turismo is one that I wouldn't have really. Which I mean, I that don't. I never would have played though. I,
1: don't I would count that as like a major. No. Yeah. Uh, And then obviously there was like the only other one is the one with the skeleton that I can't think of the name, which was a remake. Oh, medieval. Yeah. But like, that's also not a major. I am not calling that a major Sony release.
0: No, me either.
1: Did you get dreams?
0: Uh, I did buy dreams. Yeah. Uh, I bought it when it was like still going to be discounted in early access. I have
1: not checked that out in a while. I'm sure that's wild.
0: I think they added the story content.
1: They did that. They did that back in twenty twenty.
0: Oh fuck. Well. Shows where I'm at with dreams.
1: Uh, so but yeah. Uh that those are the games we've been playing and we're gonna be playing some new games next week. So
0: yeah, that's cool.
1: Uh, and then this week, I figured we haven't done it in a while. Uh, we'll just do a simple Frosty.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, just because like there are so many games in that.
0: There are so many games in this still that it blows my mind when I look at it.
1: Uh, I, I right. hear many shuffling through. You uh, do.
0: What are we going to get? I don't know. All right. I've pulled it. Okay. <laughs> We actually weirdly talked about this kind of recently. Star Fox Adventures.
1: Oh, yeah, we have. A couple times we've mentioned Star... That's
0: weird. Yeah, that is weird. Um, So for those of you who may have not been present last time, I own a Star Fox Adventures bobblehead Mm -hmm. of Star Fox. It's a limited edition that has the number printed on it on the bottom. It was a pre-order bonus from Target. Yeah,
1: and I remember you mentioning that. And I was just like... Target had pre order bonuses. What a time for video games.
0: And so I also often make fun of how obsessed they were with talking about the hair technology in this game uh, because Fox and Crystal and all the hairy things, just the best hair tech you could ever imagine on there for the GameCube era. Um, but I, like, weirdly, this game is fun, I think, like, overall. Like, I think it's an interesting Zelda, 3D Zelda-esque adventure game. Uh, but where I think it is more interesting is that it was not originally a Star Fox game. Did you know this? I did, yes. I had heard that. Yeah. So, originally, it was just a game Rare was making that I think may have actually originally was supposed to be for the N64 called Dinosaur Planet. And then it just like wasn't really coming together and they ended up just like changing it into a Star Fox game, which is why a lot of Star Fox fans get very butthurt about this game. And are like, this isn't a Star Fox game because it's just like the only Star Fox part about it is that you play as Fox and in the beginning you are driving an R wing that crashes. Right. Right. Um, and everything else is about dinosaurs. So, you know, makes sense. The dinosaur planet name. Mm -hmm. Uh, and this is where crystal was introduced, right. As the, the, his, uh, love interest. And then in subsequent star Fox games, crystal went to space with him and, became a character like she's in star Fox zero and whatever the hell the star Fox assault and um
1: I've never looked up fan art but I'm sure there's some truly disturbing stuff oh
0: there's probably a lot of truly disturbing stuff people used to want her in smash brothers a lot but we got wolf instead so yeah which is fine I love wolf Mm -hmm. more than I love crystal uh yeah star Fox adventures is a weird one because it is like it is like that type of like 3D Zelda style adventure. Um the the main big difference is that your like companion instead of being like a little fairy or something, is a baby triceratops named Tricky. And I still think that's the worst name, but it is the most rare name ever, I think. Right. Uh and so you would like you would ha- Fox got this weird staff, and so like that's what his sword equivalent was, and you would like do weird one on one fights with like dinosaur guards for the evil Tyrannosaurus Rex guy, mm-hmm. um, and then you would solve Zelda style puzzles in these dungeons of different parts of the world, and each part of the world is obviously a different biome, just as it is in most 3D Zelda games. But uh, Tricky would have he had like some abilities to help you do things like he could dig in certain areas. Uh, For some reason he could like throw a ball and he would go fetch it. He was actually a lot like the dog from fable Two, Now that I think about it, except without the like being more helpful part. Hmm. And he didn't really like change colors or anything. Uh, As far as I remember, he just was like there as a weird tool and to, I, I don't remember if this was revealed in the beginning. Sorry, spoilers for Star Fox Adventures, or if it was later. But he's like the prince of the planet.
1: Yeah, I, I don't remember now. Like I, I played this when I was a kid back, you know. Like, and I only played it once.
0: Yeah, I only played it once too. But I, I remember playing it a lot. Obviously, I was excited enough to get the pre-order bonus from Target. Um how, how do you think this game holds up
1: cuz like something tells me it probably is like very basic today
0: yeah i would bet that it's just like it seems very generic by modern standards but i yeah i don't know how it would come across um
1: i think there's any world where nintendo like re-releases re-rele- this in some way
0: no and it's it's just because i think it is one of those weird things where it was it felt like they were just trying to fill a gap with something. You know what I mean? Like it originally wasn't even supposed to be a star Fox game. And then it was like shoehorned into being one just so they, they could put out a a quote unquote temple release. It feels like to me, I I don't know if it, I, I don't even know if it sold well at the time, but I, you know, I, I enjoyed it and I know other people who bought it at the time, but To me, even still talking about it and knowing that it is, quote unquote, a Star Fox game, it still doesn't feel like that. Mm -hmm. When I think of Star Fox on the GameCube, I think of Star Fox Assault. And that is because it's like you can get in the Landmaster, you can get in an R-Wing and like the single player has Star Fox 64 style R-Wing combat segments and like Falco is there, Slippy is there, Wolf and... Uh, Leon and Pierre and all those weirdos are there and it's like space battling so like that to me is what I go to when I think of Star Fox on the GameCube whereas this just does not register it just it it seems like just a weird it's like a weird relic of the GameCube era I feel like and I, I have a lot of games that I really like on the GameCube that feel like that where it's just like am I the only person who played this game like does anyone else remember Lost Kingdoms or Lost Kingdoms too, and I, I think that about a lot of the GameCube games that I have and really enjoyed. But
1: yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's a weird one. Yeah, I know. I've heard people just like shit on this over the years. All I know is I liked it as a kid. I I, mm-hmm. I don't know if I would like it as an adult. I will say, do you know who the composer was? Grant Kirkhope. David Wise.
0: Oh, okay. So,
1: which not surprising, uh, working with. Oh no, yeah. Um, and you were correct. It, it did start out as Dinosaur Planet N64. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: and it seems like it sold 200,000 copies in Japan and another 800,000 copies in, in the U.S. So at least a million copies. Um, which that doesn't even mention Europe, which I mean, like, I don't think it's that bad for an exclusive console game especially on the the gamecube which did not sell well
0: okay so this this is what i was gonna say and i was correct in remembering this several years ago the n64 rom of dinosaur planet surfaced okay and you can play it on N64 emulators. It's not like fully complete, but there is a lot you can access in it. And so like if you want to see like a weird fucking pre Star Fox version of this game, you can do that. And it's 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 weird. Hmm. Uh it still it still does have Star Fox in it. Um so like Take that for what you will, but it just looks so weird. They they specifically talk about Star Fox, but yeah, it's just like this game that was made into a GameCube game. Uh, and yeah, it's on N sixty four, and it like is a lot of the same segments. Like, it is basically the same game that they just did make into a GameCube game with better graphics. Which and I it's mean, fucking, we- it's fucking weird.
1: I assume it was one of, like, early GameCube games.
0: Uh, it was relatively early from what I remember.
1: It, it came out in 2002, and the GameCube came out, okay, 2001. So, But, I mean, they were still releasing N64 games in 2001. Mm-hmm. So, it doesn't surprise me that it started out as one thing and then kind of transitioned to the next
0: so yeah, it's a it's a very like late stage build of the game because the main character of the game was originally just a dude named Saber. Hmm. Uh, so it's interesting, and there are like screenshots out there of like the original Dinosaur Planet things before it became Star Foxified. But it's just one of those things where some sometimes game development is really interesting, and right. I. Uh, I'm always very, very interested to see stuff like that. It's just so fucking weird. So yeah. weird. Rare is such a cool company and it's just, just like very strange. Yeah,
1: that is. I did not know that they like that the that leaked.
0: Yeah, it was like when that big Nintendo leak happened last year, I believe.
1: Oh, that makes sense.
0: Although and I so, know, yeah.
1: Nintendo had that.
0: Hmm.
1: I'm a little surprised Nintendo had
0: that. I mean, it was technically like a technically a first-party game. I guess, yeah. And maybe it wasn't actually a part of that. I think it just came out around the same time as that.
1: For sure. So, I someone at Rare was like, "Oh, this is the perfect time to to release, release this." <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe. And like a, a lot of concept art and stuff also. Uh, is out there for the for that game. It's just one of those things where it's it's very weird. And like I said, it to me, it still never feels like a Star Fox game, and that you know because it wasn't right. So.
1: It was something very different. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and like
0: that used to happen a lot in like the Super Nintendo era, where like but with licensed games, so it would be like one game in Japan, but then they would bring it over to the U.S. and they would just like replace the sprite with like. Some weird marketing character.
1: I mean, that happened with uh, Super Mario Brothers 2.
0: Exactly. Yeah. It was Doki Doki Panic. And then uh, it, you know, they put Mario in there instead of the weird, like Aladdin esque Arabian Nights characters.
1: Because the original Super Mario Brothers 2 was too difficult for yeah, the uh,
0: lost the lost levels it was called when it came out here finally and was like touted as like being very very difficult
1: have you ever tried that
0: I have I've beaten it it uh it's weird because it just feels like a rom hack mm. like it just feels like a really difficult rom hack that like someone would speed run at agdq or something that like someone would make for a runner to do
1: now that I've beaten it I do want to s- just like watch a speed run of super meat boy I'm sure that's oh cool.
0: yeah it's probably super cool <laughs> Um, but yeah that's really all I have to say about uh, Star Fox Adventures I mean go look up the hair technology for yourself yeah I, I mean at the I
1: think that's when we talked about it right around Ratchet and Clank
0: yes uh-huh
1: that would probably be um, at least when I maybe when I played it because I, I do remember it wasn't that long ago so
0: yeah, not not since Star Fox Adventures has hair looked so good and Ratchet and Clank next one up. Um yeah. Yeah. Rare, is, Rare is an interesting company. That's all I'll say. Oh god, what what? They suck now, but Yeah. What are they working on now? Uh Sea of Thieves. And, oh no, what's that game called? Uh isn't it? Forest time. Yeah the fuck it's about, it's about you're like a fucking like druid lady what the hell yeah which it's ever wild. ever wild
1: I said something wild so you
0: did uh yeah i that game actually looks kind of interesting
1: but we haven't seen it in a couple years
0: no it also doesn't like the games' rare makes now never like say like oh this is a rare game to me like yeah. what they did during the Super Nintendo and n64 and like early 360 era will forever be what rare is in my brain I mean
1: let's be honest here most of those people left and started platonic
0: oh yeah so you know that happens uh but yeah that'll that'll do it for us this week as always the Theme Song is Sting Operation by the band Anamanaguchi. Excellent chiptune band. You should check them out. They actually just released a cover of Hopes and Dreams from Undertale recently that I really like. Um but yeah, with that, we will catch you guys next week. Peace out.